Hello and welcome to Efficiency Rocks, a podcast for anyone looking to make their home more organized, increase their self-sufficiency, save money, and still have energy for the things you love. I'm your host, Roxanne. I work a full-time job, and just like you, I want to enjoy a well-kept home, engage social life, and focus on my health and wellness. So I'm bringing you what I've learned, and I'm still learning, to help all of us keep life flowing and efficient. Let's get started. All right, y'all. Back in episode four, we talked about my laundry system. That system required that you have a washer and dryer in your home. Today, we're going to talk about what kind of system you can use and tips within that system when you don't have a washer and dryer in home when you are using a laundromat or when you are going to, um, you know, like the basement of your apartment complex building and you are sharing machines with people. For either of those categories, I'm just going to say laundromat for uh, simplicity's sake. So first off, you want to make sure you're getting your money's worth, right? Time and the schedule isn't the only kind of challenge of using a laundromat. It is significantly more expensive per load than owning your own machines. So you do want to get your money's worth. And the first thing to do with that is to make sure you are filling the machine. The the probably first strategy that is going to be the easiest is to just make sure you have the inventory that you need to actually merit filling an entire machine. And this doesn't mean wear something for an hour and then that means you can wash it. And I don't know. I mean, actually having enough, say, gym clothes and then waiting long enough before you go to the laundromat to actually do your laundry and that you have a full load. So increasing your inventory and decreasing your frequency will ensure that you are washing full loads at any given time. The other thing you can do, because this isn't always possible, right? Space and finances and just general interest in having that many clothes are all obstacles. Um, But what you can also do is combine stuff, right? So your instinct might be to separate everything um, into only like categories. But there are things that can be mixed, especially if you're washing them on a cold water cycle. It's maybe not the most effective, but in terms of money and time savings and not having to have a lot of inventory, you could combine things. I still would not combine things like towels with your clothes. Towels are very heavy and they are very, uh, they're not like very abrasive, but they are more abrasive than say a t-shirt. And so they can cause damage to those items if they are mixed together. Okay, the other thing is alternate your cycles. So instead of showing up at the laundromat once every other week with everything you own that needs to be laundered, go every week, but have only half of your typical stuff. So here's an easy example. Towels versus bed linens. On week A, only do your towels. Then on week B, only do your bed linens. On week A, you're only doing your, say, business clothes. And on week B, 
you're doing all your jeans and your play clothes. Or, you know, it might be different if you don't work in an environment where you have to have um, a business uniform. But you get the idea, right? Instead of waiting until everything needs to be done, get yourself on a rotation that allows you to do some things one week, some types of things one week, and other types of things on the opposite week. This might be a painful transition if you currently are on the everything at the same time kind of schedule. And it will require more trips down to the laundromat or down to the basement. So there's also your time to consider if this strategy would work for you. For the actual machine, know what costs extra. Sometimes, and this is especially true, I think, for um, apartment buildings and, and their shared um, machines, sometimes not everything costs extra. So pay attention. Every now and then you might see that, for example, the cold cycle and the warm cycle costs the same, but it's when you bump up to the hot cycle that it costs an extra 50 cents or something like that. So you could wash on the warm cycle things that you need or things that you might typically wash on hot, wash them on warm. I've actually tested this and the temperatures were the same for the warm and the hot cycle. So um, sometimes the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the extra rinse or the jumbo cycle, the large cycle, um, don't cost extra. And the heavy spin cycle sometimes does not cost extra. And the heavy spin cycle is useful, especially if you're doing like sweatshirts or jeans, because in a regular spin cycle, they might not come out quite as wrung out. And so if you use that heavier spin, more water comes out and they'll take less time to dry. So just play with the buttons next time you're in there and see if any of them actually don't rack up your cost and, and write them down. Like that sounds weird, but if you write it down um, and actually keep track of it, you'll be able to optimize what you are spending your money on. The other thing to check out, and this is probably only typically going to be available in an actual laundromat um, like a, that is a business is the jumbo washers. There are commercial sized commercial grade machines in some facilities. Now they are staggeringly expensive. They're anywhere between five and like eight dollars for a single load, but they are large. They're really designed for um, like doing blankets, king size blankets. But if you uh, might actually merit the use of something like that. If you do, you know, three loads at a time or you're someone who wears a lot of jeans for your job um, and you work outside, so they're also like heavily uh, you know, dirty, these might be a great option both from a space standpoint and from an effectiveness standpoint. So do the math. See if do, using those jumbo machines is actually cheaper than doing multiple smaller loads of things that you can combine together. All right, now let's talk about the dryer. I would say that the dryers in laundromats tend to be the thing that is least effective. Of the two machines, the dryers are the ones that people get the most frustrated with, and then you, you, know, you end up putting more quarters in, putting more money in, and stuff just isn't getting dry. I don't know if this is a reflection of 
overuse of just, you know, too many machines running at once and not enough energy going to the one you're actually using. Um, if it's a, an issue with capacity in like the filter hose, whatever the case may be, the dryers tend to be significantly less effective than a home dryer. So a couple of things. The first one, your mom maybe not going to like it, but anything that can be hang dried, do it. Anything that you can pull out and feasibly hang and air dry that won't, um, you know, come out super wrinkled, go ahead and do that. And if it's an item that you're going to iron regardless, you know, if you if you work in an environment where you are expected to have perfectly crisp lines on your shirts or on your slacks, um, and you're going to use an iron regardless of how they come out of the dryer, you might consider air drying more items than you currently are if you're going to iron them anyway. But anything that can be air dried, do it. If you're going to take this route, you should also have hangers that are meant for drying. These are called drip dry hangers or drip hangers, and they're kind of a combination of the hangers, the metal hangers that you get from the dry cleaner and your regular home hangers. So they have the sturdiness of your regular home hanger, but they are metal and much thinner, similar to the ones from the dry cleaners. So this is so that they don't sag and they don't snap under the weight of a wet garment, but they also have a minimal surface area touching the garment. If you've ever tried to hang dry, say, jeans on a plastic hanger, one, the hanger's under like stress and it sags, but also the spot that the jeans are touching the hanger take a lot longer to dry. So this is a smaller surface area coming into contact with the actual garment and it helps things dry a little bit faster. Also, when you're at the laundromat, take note. The uh, carts that are available there are not just solely for transport. The ones that have a rack attached and up over the top, they have a bar. That bar is really actually legitimately for putting hangers on. So um, utilize that. Get yourself set up while you're there. You don't have to like throw things into a wet bucket and drive them home. You can hang them while you're in there and then put them on. Guess what? Your car has a little hanger rack. Most of them have an actual little hook in the back seat. If they don't have that hook in the back seat, the, um, I don't know what it's called, the little like comfort arm thing that comes down from the ceiling that you can hold on to when you need to change positions, that, um, that can handle a hanger with a few things as well. So anything that can be drip dried, anything that can be air dried, do it. The other thing you can do to help the dryer situation is separate items. So you've, because we talked about maximizing the load size that the washing machine can take, you might actually want to do the opposite for the dryer and split things into smaller loads when you get to the drying cycle so that you run each load for a smaller amount of time. This might ultimately cost you the same, but if you have three loads going that all are on a 20 minute cycle versus one load that has to go for a full hour, you can do the math there, right? Okay, the other thing you wanna do when you're separating is separate out the heavier items and you do want to put those on their own. 
Um, if you have, say, a load that has a bunch of T-shirts and then a couple of pairs of jeans, those jeans are going to take longer. But they're also going to make the T-shirts take longer because they're going to get wrapped up in the T-shirt. The, you know, the damp jeans are going to keep touching the T-shirts and making them more damp as well. So you do want to try to separate types of clothing and like, um, what's the word, like the density of the clothing or the texture of the clothing. You do want to separate those out so that things are drying at the same rate rather than impeding one another and competing for space. All right, y'all. That is it for today's episode. I hope you feel better prepared to tackle your next trip to the laundromat and that you save yourself a little bit of time, a little bit of money, or a lot of frustration, or hopefully all of the above. If you enjoyed today's ideas, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend to ensure you don't miss upcoming episodes where I will continue to share more tips and tricks every Wednesday to help manage this thing we call life. You can find more content on Instagram at Efficiency Rocks, spelled R-O-X. This has been Roxanne with Efficiency Rocks. I'll catch you in the next one.